So welcome to Musings from a Corner Classroom. This is episode seven, and I'm speaking to today with a longtime colleague of mine who teaches language arts, Greg Dennis, uh, also uh, pretty good friends as we've gone through a lot of common experiences. And um, Greg, if you could just take a, just a few a couple minutes to just talk about uh, your history at the school, kind of put things in context, uh, how long you've been at the school and what you, the various things you've done, because I think that's important as well. Sure. Um, so I've been teaching in SAUSD now for 17 years. Uh, I am the department chair for English language arts. Uh, I also, when we were on campus, was coaching cross country and track. Uh, I am uh, on the safety committee. Uh, I'm part of the uh, PBIS uh, organization. Um, and then I would say sort of generally, I mean, this year I was master teacher for a uh, student teacher from Vanguard. And uh, I think that kind of rounds it out. I've been at Mendez for a number of years. Uh, I, I did a little bit of teaching in high school before I, I transitioned to intermediate. But I've been here long enough that, you know, I've, I've been part of the textbook adoptions for our new curriculum and everything like that. Uh, been pretty integral and in working a lot more on the sort of vertical articulation uh, between 6th, 7th, and 8th grade language arts. Um, if I had to, like, hang my hat on something and say something that I had done as a department chair, you know, creating the living documents and getting a lot more conversation going between 6th, 7th, and 8th would be one of those big ones. Okay. So now we get to move into our remote learning questions. Sure. So as you, as you can see, uh, Greg's got a pretty extensive background, a lot of different experiences, um, it's, does a lot of work with the kids. So what has been the biggest challenge of remote teaching for you? Uh, the, the short answer, which is probably an answer that most people are going to give, is just uh, student engagement, keeping kids on task and on track. Um, for better or worse, I feel like all of us were kind of thrown into this remote teaching situation. Uh, and I think for a while, we all thought it was going to be a very temporary, like this was something that was going to last for a couple of weeks, maybe a month, and then we're all going to be back on campus. Wishful thinking. Right. And it obviously hasn't happened that way. And, and it seems at, at this point that it, it's going to continue for quite a while. Um, so that's that's been a challenge. Uh, I also feel like, and I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus, but I feel like we had a couple opportunities to get on the ball and we kind of dropped the ball. Like we didn't have the monitoring software when we needed it. We didn't have the updated version of Zoom uh, when it would have been helpful to have all of those things. Mm -hmm. So there were some situations that kind of complicated mm -hmm. things more so where I feel like we would have more engagement now if there had been time to plan. And I understand, again, none of us knew what was going to happen, so it's difficult to plan for those unknown environments. But I feel like there were lots of opportunities where things could have gone better and unfortunately kind of got mm -hmm. reduced down to what you, you could argue is kind of the worst-case scenario, and that worst-case scenario is the one that came to fruition. And uh, and as a result, <laughs> we're, we're, we're teaching, and, uh, you know, Getting back to, you know, the question, uh, you know, I would say the other challenge is that kind of just lack of planning. I mean, I, we had, 
an opportunity mm-hmm. before the school year to, to really sit down and go, what is this going to look like? How are we going to teach this way? And unfortunately, the district in its infinite wisdom decided to give us other things to do other than that. Um, so I think that was yeah. hard because, you know, so much of our, our meeting time with colleagues is invaluable. I mean, uh, we had a, a colleague in the language arts department at our last department meeting who was like, this is what I want to be doing. I want to be spending my time when I have time talking with all of you because this is where I get all of these great ideas about things to try out. Uh, and, and again, try out mm-hmm. for the students. It's not a event fest about how horrible our jobs are. It's this is helpful because I'm, you know, I'm going to try some of this stuff and see if it works. Uh-huh. That, that's, you know, that's interesting you say that because that's been my focus um, after getting the, over the initial despair. And, you know, you, as you were alluding to, talking about the first, uh, you know, the, the, the fact that the, the planning process wasn't very good. That's so you probably come right out and say it. it wasn't very good, even though there were some of us that say, hey, look, we need to start planning because we need to be ready. And it never happened. Um, but I, I'm, I'm with you there with the, uh, you know, we're in this for the long haul. So we can put aside the, the despair and everything because we can talk about that forever. Um, I'm one of those people who would prefer to be planning, and that's definitely where I, I just haven't had it. Right. Well, and I think it hasn't happened. You and I both share the stress and, of work. Now yeah. we're getting into looking at second semester, and again, the same questions are coming up. What is? Are we going back? What is second semester going to look like? Are we going to have planning time? It's discussed in ILT, like you know, admins talking about maybe giving us a half day or maybe even a full day pull out for grade level department planning, but it's hard as a teacher to plan when you don't know what you're planning for. Are you planning for a hybrid model? Are you planning to stay remote? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, that, that it is, it is difficult. Um, I try to look at, at the, from the standpoint of, mm-hmm. okay, we're doing this now. Um, how can we approve upon our instruction now? to get better at what we're doing, just like if we was a regular school year. Um, I think that for me, that's the, the, the approach I would take. It's like, well, I don't, I don't know if we're going hybrid or not, but I certainly know that, you know, next week and the week after, and probably definitely when we come back after break, we're going to be doing this remote teaching. So let's perfect with what we have. Let's try to. Right. En- uh, and I think people that. are asking that so, because uh, yeah, that, rightfully so, because the district could make the decision that we go back January 11th. You know, we, we could th- theoretically, you know, I don't think it's going to happen, but we, they could say that and we right. would have to pivot, be prepared, um, you know, but for a lot of people that causes mm-hmm. a lot of stress because it's not just about, unfortunately, the teaching. It's about, you know, those of us who have younger kids and what are we going to do with them? They're on a different mm-hmm. schedule than we are, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we're, we're talking about the challenges and, um, I'm sure you've had some positives that have occurred during this course of the last four months. Absolutely. What, what are some um, so of those? That... I would say the biggest thing, and, and this is going to sound like it's a negative, and I don't mean it like it's a negative, um, but unfortunately, a lot of the, the student culture surrounding being a sixth grader, seventh grader, eighth grader can be, I'm going to use the word toxic, because that's the word that comes to mind, but a lot of our students, they're relationships with each other are somewhat dysfunctional 
um, where they are negatively impacted by their peers more than they're positively impacted by their peer group. And the good thing about this sort of remote learning is that that is more or less gone uh, from the school setting. Yeah. No more dress code violations. I'm not referring so much to that. I'm referring to people who are just kind of negatively influenced by the people sitting next to them in class. Oh, I, where yeah. when it's when it's remote, right. you don't have those issues. I had students who had tons of behavior problems with me last year, and I had those same kids this year, and they're thriving. They're doing great, and and mm-hmm. it's it's not. And I'll be honest with you, I know it's not because they matured out of that phase. Because I feel like if we were at school, they they'd revert right back to it. But it's because they don't have that opportunity to see the person screwing off on the side and just decide that they're going to do it, too. So I think for those students who are so easily influenced or distracted by the sort of negative uh, aspects of being a, you know, a 12 year old, 13 year old, 14 year old kid, that when you're not surrounded by, you know, a whole bunch of 12, 13, 14 year old kids all the time that you you it, it creates in some kids a better sense of self where it's like oh no i'm not defined by the people i hang out with i define who i am and mm-hmm. what i'm what i can and can't do and how well i'm going to do at school so i feel like there's a lot less mm-hmm. opportunities for the sort of bullying for the the negative peer influence mm-hmm. for for all of those sorts of things that are I want to say pretty real problems on any sort of, you know, middle school or high school campus. I think you get that kind of thing happening um, where, you know, just as easily, mm-hmm. you know, people can be negatively influenced as they can be positively influenced by their peers. Um, so that really has helped. And like I said, I really have had a lot of students who fall victim to that do amazingly well, you know, sort of left to their own devices. The other thing is, I think a lot of students like the idea that, you know, which we can't really do in a, a school setting, that if they finish work, they, they can be done. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if, if you're finished, if yeah. you submitted the assignment today, yeah, you can go. Yeah, we're all done here. So the, the idea mm-hmm. that a lot more of it is self-paced, I think, is something that uh, a lot of students are mm-hmm. kind of you know they're slowly grasping but i have some kids who've really sort of taken that where like you know i'm we're i'm five minutes in the class and they say mr dennis can you check my work you know i think i'm all done and i look at it and it looks great i go yeah thank you i really appreciate working so hard on this it's clear that you uh you knew the assignment you knew what we were turning in today and you got on it i see kids working on assignments before the class has even started sometimes because they know what we're doing because the schedule is pretty consistent and uh yeah i mean that's that's great right. to see. It's nice that, you know, you have kids kind of take things by the horn and realize, yeah, hey, I can I can be done with this in, you know, 10 minutes, even though we got, you know, an hour of class. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a good point that we're, we're we are seeing students that are really taking their um, they're really taking the responsibility for your learning and their learning. And as teachers, we have, need to read we it's not the classroom where we say okay you can't leave but even though you're done you, um so that leads me to the next question because i think that, that we're talking right. about when we talk about the pandemic um how has remote teaching changed how you teach because obviously you're just you alluded to that you're it's like okay you're done you can leave what are some um, how so, else has it changed yeah you know, obviously there's a number of 
tools that I wouldn't have developed had it not been for this. I mean, I, I don't, I, I, I've never been a, a flip grid near pod kind of person. So there's a lot of those, you know, um, things where you're using a lot of tools. So it's just nice to have things in the toolkit that I expect I'm going to try and do a lot of those things when I get back, uh, you know, jam boards and things like that back to school. Um, Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, some of those things replace things that, you know, I could have done in class in a real setting too. So it's not like, you know, they're reinventing the wheel to have a, you know, a, a discussion board or something like that. But, you know, more mm-hmm. more tools are more tools. And, you know, if it breaks up the, the monotony for some students of doing the same thing the same way, the same time every single class, then I'm all for it. I think it's, it's nice to have that, uh, that flexibility to uh, to have those tools mm-hmm. you know sort of at the ready so you, you know oh yeah I've, I've done that before we've tried that before we've done this before uh, I'm still trying to figure out a way to to do it in reverse where I can figure out how to you know how do I do a Socratic seminar online or something like that that I that I haven't been able to figure out mm-hmm. but you know I can do the sort of the inverse I can take the digital tools and bring them to the classroom it's harder to take the stuff that's in class. I mean, it's it's like what Avid right. is a great example. It's pretty hard to do tutorials the way that we're doing them right now. I mean, we're doing it, but it it, yeah. it takes twice as long. So some things are simplified and some things are more complex. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I I I know I've definitely experienced that because of the typically with the our short writing responses, um, I. I'd give them, but they're, they're different. I mean, I really have to be, I have to spell out everything and, uh, and also group right. work where we're looking at documents. Um, <laughs> I have not perfected that. I don't think I ever yeah. will in a, in a breakout room setting because there's just, there's no one, there's very little engagement in those settings, despite all the, the prep work and social, uh, the SEL type work I've been trying to do. And just, uh, yeah, to be honest, just, I don't think I've done a breakout room in like train right now. because, <laughs> Yeah, I was, like, that, I said, like you said, I wasn't getting anywhere most of the time when I would give sort of groupy assignments where you know, you're trying to group kids together. And mm-hmm. it, there were a couple of times where I, I did find there were situations where I allowed students to pick their own partners and stuff like that. And you tell me who you want to partner up with and mm-hmm. I'll put you in a room and then you can work on this assignment. That seemed to work a little bit better. But when I was doing the homogenized groups or heterogeneous groups, or whatever, it was just, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And even with you know, myself and Miss Esquel, my student teacher popping in and stuff like that. I'd still, you'd get there and somebody would out, oh yeah, you know, I, I tried to ask the student four different times and I don't think they're there anymore. <laughs> Nobody was responding. Or or it's the management yeah. of, I go into a breakout yeah. room and but, as soon as I go into there, I see that there's like three students in the waiting room because they got kicked out kind of thing. It just becomes too much to manage. Yeah, that's uh, and you know that that goes back to one of the challenges. I don't, I don't really don't. I have to explain to people outside of the the public education sector what we're doing, um, and I tell them it's like you know that that imagine yourself in a room, and the door opens and closes right every thirty seconds, and people are coming in and out. That is what it's like to teach in our classrooms, and and like you said, if you're in the breakout room, and that's one of the challenges I've encountered. I'm in the breakout room and all of a sudden I look down on my screen and I see that there's mm-hmm. somebody that's unassigned or it's like, uh Oh, that means that somebody got booted out and I got to go back and figure out what room they're in. And um, yeah, so those, the breakout rooms 
when they work, they're great. But well, uh, and, it's and a the challenge. student's defense today was me. I got kicked out of my own meeting probably four or five different times today. I was having <laughs> some like network issues on my end. Oh no! So my uh, I had to reset my router uh-huh. probably three or four times today. So you know I I I, I understand you know the oh, the internet. Wow. I mean the first week of school I, there was one day where I couldn't <laughs> having all of these tech issues. And, you know, I, I would, it, I would say, it would say like, oh yeah, the students are waiting for you and I'm in a room, but nobody's there and there's nobody in the waiting room. And Ms. Espiel is, <laughs> you know, texting me like, yeah. where, where are you? I'm like, I'm in the room. Nobody's here. And like, no, you're not. <laughs> uh, that, that first week of school is, uh, we could write all, all the horror stories about what was going on. And, and somehow I, I was able to get through that, but I tell you, I, in that first couple of weeks, I was like, "Okay, why am I do, even doing this?" I was this flashing anymore? back this to it today nuts. when I was having the Wi-Fi issues. <laughs> At one point, I sent a message to Ms. Esquel, and I'm like, "I'm about to like just give up and just ah, forget it. I'm not teaching today." Yeah, <laughs> Go I, mean, I, I was literally like, "Do I call AT and T and have them reset the router on their end or something?" But then I'm going to end up on hold for 45 minutes. Yeah. before you can even talk to somebody. So yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just all of those sorts of things factor in. Uh-huh. So, you know, as we, as you've mentioned in the first part of the um, session here, we don't really know what's going to happen in the next few months, but where do you see education headed after this is over, whatever over is, but um, I don't think we could ever say go back to normal, but how, how do you think education might change or what, what is the future of education at least the educational delivery, at least you when know, we're at the middle school. How, what do you think is going to happen? I think the, the good news here is that everybody, you know, whether it's teachers or parents or students, I think we all realized like what we had was better than what we thought it was. Uh, so, I mean, one of the things that I'm, I, I sort of come to realize is, you know, I, I took some things for granted that I probably shouldn't have taken for granted pre, you know, the pandemic lockdown COVID kind of stuff. Uh, you know, and mm-hmm. so it is nice to, to hear that from students and from parents that they, they genuinely really do want to be in school. They want to go back. And it's not just to see their friends. It's because, you know, they they really do value, you know, what we're doing, the education that they're receiving and stuff like that. So uh, in mm-hmm. that sense, I feel like when when the fog is cleared and whenever numbers get it into a manageable range or there's a vaccine that's readily available and everything like that. I feel like the return to school is, is going to be a, a pretty kind of happy, joyous thing. I mean, I know tentatively people are nervous about a hybrid model, but I'm talking about, you know, sort of the full going back, back thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I imagine okay. that once it's, it's fully back sort of in the swing of things, there is going to be, almost like a grace period, kind of like you experienced at the beginning of the school year where nobody wants to do anything bad for the first month or something like that. But I, I feel like you're going to have mm-hmm. a, a, a nice window of time uh, wherein everybody's going to kind mm-hmm. of be in, in pretty good spirits because they've missed that connection. Uh, I know yeah. I have. I know students have. I know parents have. Uh, everybody kind of misses the the mm-hmm. normalcy almost of of that educational setting to the extent to which it's going to change the way education is delivered that would be difficult for me to to ascertain at this point i feel like it's already changing and mm-hmm. has changed so much in the last 10 to 15 years 
mostly with you know the the use of the learning management systems, the LMS, you know, the Canvas, and everything like that. Um, you and I are both sort of on the forefront of that adoption uh, of Canvas, at least at our site. Um, so, um, you know, it would be I, I I would be curious to find out if if you know this whole thing is going to happen where it is going to eventually be a lot more self-paced in a in a real sense but mm -hmm. i mean even then we still have the issue with the the flip classroom thing where you flip things and you know some of the kids don't do the the flip part and so the the in-class part doesn't work yeah. when you flip if if only half of the students engaged in the first part of it so i don't know i mean right. It's it's it, you're we are kind of stuck in that sense because you can only do what mm -hmm. you know you're gonna get you know the engagement to do or 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 the support to do from the students and uh, you know mm -hmm. the 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 best laid plans don't always work out you know I think all of us have had those situations where we have what we think mm -hmm. is this amazing fantastic lesson <laughs> and it's gonna blow everybody's mind and then you know, you get the results of that back and it's, you know, it's, you're like, what happened? You know, this was, this was so great. That's a weekly occurrence. So everything I, as a, everything I plan, I find it, yeah. I said, well, this is going to take one period right. and it always takes two. And it's just, I just, it's caused me to be extremely flexible and realize that, you know, the, the whole thing with covering everything, which I never tried to do anyway, but even more so this year, it just, um, uh, maybe it's, you know, this is one of those things that as we head into the future, we realize that, you know, there's, that actually, we don't yeah, have to cover everything. And maybe one of the things that, you know, this forces you to do is, in, in a sense, simplify and, and, and distill mm -hmm. your teaching down into, you know, what is the most important thing in your mind that you need the students to to get from mm -hmm. this unit or this lesson or this activity uh, because in, I, I mean, especially mm -hmm. I'm looking at second semester now where I'm not going to have a student teacher. So there's one less adult to help me all this stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's too bad. I, I mine's going to yeah. be with me for next, next semester. Yeah. So uh, that's always a luxury. So I'm thinking I'm going to have to simplify even more where it's like, okay, so today we're going to, you know, mm -hmm. we're going to cover the reading or whatever. We'll do the reading and we'll answer some questions and then that's going to be it because I don't, I don't have the, the support to, to, to do much else beyond mm -hmm. that. Um, so in the mm -hmm. sense that it allows you to, to focus yeah. in on the things that are important, I, I do appreciate that. I, I think, you know, uh, to a certain extent, there is some, uh, some fluff in all of our curriculum that, you know, probably needs to be weeded out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it, it, as I said, it requires um, a really uh, a, a thorough review of how, how we've right. done things and then how we might improve them. Yeah. yeah. Well, Greg, once again, thanks for your time. And um, you know, as we continue this process, uh, I'm sure we're all wishing we could all be back together at school again and talking to each other in real time. Uh, but you know, in the meantime, we make do with what, what we can do and uh, just carry Absolutely. on the best we can. Thank you. So thank you for your time.
So that was Greg Dennis, colleague, and next week we will have two more colleagues that will also talk about the trials and tribulations of remote instruction, and that'll be part three. So thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week.